Well, it may be the off-season, but just like the city of Las Vegas, Rugby League never sleeps. To talk about all the latest news in league and a few other bits and bobs doing the rounds in the world of sport, I'm joined by our great mate Matt Russell from Fox Sports and, of course, SEN's Saturdays in the Gong. Hello, Matty. G'day, Julian. I'm bound for Woolloomooloo because NRL tonight has its Christmas gathering this afternoon. Ooh. Cracking day in Sydney. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Chatham House rules apply there, Matty. Uh, I don't know whether any rules will apply. I'm, I'm there to make sure that Spud Carroll behaves himself, that yeah. Warren Smith and Jake Duke don't play up. I'll, I'll, I'll be maintaining security, much like Gibbo would if, if he was attending the SEN Christmas party, no doubt. Without question. I can imagine, you know, if, if somebody got into a wrestle with, with Spud Carroll, firstly, they'd probably, probably lose, but I'd love to hear Warren Smith call that. <laughs> well, I, I've challenged Spud to turn up on his jet ski and to be wearing a pocket square as he does so. So that, that's a mm. sight for, for listeners to picture, isn't it? Spud whizzing across Christmas um, Sydney Harbour wearing a pocket square. Uh, let's see if he does <laughs> yes. that. One of the toughest, harding hit, hardest-hitting front rows the game's ever seen and now is an aficionado of, of men's fashion. It's a strange old world, isn't it? Hey, where do we find you at the moment? I'm, I'm making my way back from Orange in the central west of New South Wales. It is a Lovely. beautiful city and without a cloud in the sky, 26 degrees, it, it is... I would have to say it's one of the prettiest cities in the world. It was uh, presenting itself in all its glory this weekend for the 100th uh, Orange Open, uh, the Duntry League Golf Club, 100 years of the Orange Open, bringing amateurs from around the Central West, around New South Wales, around Australia. In fact, there was one competitor from Italy, one competitor had jetted in from Bali, and it was a mm. fantastic course, a new course manager in Craig Gieve had the Duntry League links a picture. So uh, if you're listening in Sydney and, and thinking about a weekend away, especially to play golf, I can highly recommend Orange and Duntry yeah. League Golf Course. Yeah, it's a glorious part of the world. Beautiful red wines there too, Matty. I've got a couple in the back, actually. I've I got bet a you do. I've got a couple in the car. I bet you do. <laughs> I better not pull over on the rest of this trip and, and sample a bit of the product. I'll wait until I get home later on uh, this week. <laughs> Yes, that's a sensible move. Mate, before we get on to Rugby League, a couple of basketball games today. Obviously, you have an affiliation with the Hawks. Um, you know, we saw this in the A-League with Sydney FC and Melbourne City parting companies with their coach, and both of them had wins off the back of that decision. Uh, are the Hawks a chance today after parting company with their coach? You, you wouldn't think so. They're on the road to New Zealand. Jacob Jacomas was uh, sent packing this week by the Hawks. I, I liked Jacob in terms of dealing with him as a media man. Uh, I never liked seeing a coach get sacked, but when you've won only five games and, and dropped 32, albeit with some excuse of last season, uh, that, that record just couldn't be ignored any longer. A 2-7 and seven start this season sort of forced the club's hand. So in comes Justin Tatum. Now, Justin Tatum is the dad of Jason Tatum, NBA mm. superstar earning 30 million bucks a year. This is dad taking over in what is largely his first professional coaching gig. So you know, uh, it's all very well to have that sort of pedigree and have some runs in the board in terms of being a famous basketball family, but you've got to provide that on the court, and we get to see whether Justin can do that in New Zealand this afternoon. I'm intrigued by it, and, and let's see if the Hawks can turn it around because they have the ingredients, I think, for, for a very good team, but it hasn't come together. And uh, whether just removing the coach is the spark to achieve that, I, I don't really know. And then we go straight into... Uh, the top two teams, Melbourne on the road to Sydney. And I love what Paul Smith, the outspoken Sydney Kings chairman, said this week. He said, we're like Snow White and we're trying to make all the other clubs 
look like the seven dwarves. Well, <laughs> those two teams, Melbourne and Sydney, are top two. Melbourne absolutely humming with some, some great big men in Joe Luala, Chul and uh, Ariel Hutporty. Looking forward to seeing how they go against the likes of Jalen Adams. And, um, you know, they've got some, some good players there. Hogue is playing well, Sydney. So this is a top-of-the-table clash and yeah. Yeah, a great way to wrap up the round today. Jordy yeah, Geordie Hunter, Alex Tui, rising star yeah. as well. Oh, just on, on Melbourne United, I, I haven't seen. Is, is Delhi due back? Is Luke Travers due back? And is Ian Clark due back, do we know? They'll have, they'll have some big guns coming back in. But even with players missing, Julian, they've been able to win games and yeah. play really good basketball. I, I like the way they're going. And Chris Golding, he, he's a veteran of this league. And he's your rock star of the league. Uh, he, he shoots the long bombs. He's been in fantastic form. Some have been saying he's, he's in MVP form, despite mm-hmm. his advancing years. He loves playing up to the Sydney crowd. The Sydney crowd loves giving it to him. So if it was just Chris Golding playing Sydney, you'd get a big crowd there this afternoon, let alone all these other stars, many of whom, you're right, will be returning from, from injuries. Yeah. Yeah, Golding, he's a provocateur and he's a sharpshooter, but Melbourne United, tremendous depth in that squad. It's going to be a belt of four o'clock tip-off Eastern Daylight Time. Now, Matthew, to Rugby League, you know, it's sometimes I feel we're a nation of professional winters. The draw comes out and it's quite remarkable to read all the, the outrage on social media. The draw's rigged, you know, Cronulla get all the easy teams and Brisbane get all the home games and we get all the tough games and, you know, how come they get Penrith off origin or whatever? And at the end of the day, 17 teams, you don't play everyone twice. It's not a perfect system. It will never be a perfect system. It, you just got to get on with it. Absolutely. Have Penrith won the last three premierships because they had an easy draw? Before that, over the last decade, the Premiers each year won the comp because they had an easy draw. I mean, yeah. come on. And, and what looks like an easy draw now, as we sit in November 2023, is that necessarily a good draw come June next year, midway through 2024, when we will have surprise packet teams, where yeah. we will have expected heavyweights dropping back and not finding their form. So it is never going to be perfect. And, and look, I'm interested to see... Um, how teams start and finish. and But overall, I'm largely bored by the draw. That, that might not be the savvy thing to say, but I just think that you've got to beat the team in front of you next weekend, and that's as far as you should look. Um, okay, Cronulla do seem well-served, but Cronulla have been disappointing in the big finals games at the end of the year. That should be their fans' only priority. That should yeah. be the only priority of, of opposition fans uh, cursing that they have been kissed on the ass by an angel, so to speak. So, <laughs> look, I, I wouldn't read too much into the draw. It, it's a bit of, uh, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a headline um, when it comes out. It's a bit of fairy floss for, for the rugby league media when you haven't got a whole lot of other stuff going on. But, but come on, don't get too head up about it. Look forward to summer. Look forward to those days on the beaches without fretting about the draw, for goodness sakes. Correct. Uh, speaking of fairy floss, I saw this by Brent Reid and Michael Carianis in the Telegraph today. The most influential people in rugby league. Here is the top three. Reese Walsh, one. Nathan Cleary, two. PVL, three. Now, I love Reese Walsh. I love what he brings to the game. Nathan Cleary is a poster boy as well. But surely, I mean, given the forays into Vegas and the rest of it, uh, PVL has to be number one on that list, does he not? Absolutely. And, abs- and as a proud Illawarra resident, given that PVL is a product of this magnificent region, I've got to go number one, Peter Volandis. How he juggles both <laughs> uh, racing and rugby league so well, so well, is beyond me. I don't know what his sleep patterns are, but I suggest they're not real good sometimes. No. Uh, so I would no. definitely have him one. And to use racing parlance, I'd have him at the uh, 
at the finishing post and the field yet to hit the clock tower at Flemington is that far ahead at the moment, Peter Volandis, in terms of being the most influential figure. Um, where, where was Latrell Mitchell in all of that? Because he was described uh, a bit like the rock star of rugby league at times last year and the season prior. He's fairly influential, I would have thought, at a club. Yes. It's fairly yeah. influential. Uh, that is true. But at the end of the day, as good as all these, these players are, and we marvel at their exploits on the field, you know, he's not the one that's, that's rubbing shoulders with American presidents and Australian prime ministers and some of the most influential business people on the planet. So <laughs> and, 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 I think and, that and elevates that, PBL I, to the top tier of the podium. I would have had some television executives uh, fairly prominent in that list as well, given mm. that, um, mm. you know, that rugby league is such a great television product and, and they sort of lean on each other. They walk hand in hand. So, yeah, if PVL's one, uh, there'd be some television executives uh, very close behind and then some leading players and on and up, onwards and upwards from there. Interesting story. This doesn't go away weeks after leading New Zealand to that historic test thumping of Australia. Michael Maguire back in the news Matty, facing mounting pressure from, in, from influential figures to hold on to his job. I mean, he sort of maintains that, you know, the calendars are pretty separate, can juggle both the Blues gig and the New Zealand gig. Do you think that's the case? Yep, I do. I think Michael yeah. Maguire is a great operator. I think that uh, New Zealand and International Rugby League needs a person like Michael Maguire. I think that the Origin format deals with Australia's best players mid-year, and then largely we've got the championships happening at the back end of the season. Um, I, I don't think we've got any internationals during the season next year. The calendar is just too busy now. Um, and then on top of that, you've got him uh, involved with the Canberra Raiders as well. A, a bit like Peter Volandis, Michael Maguire is known as being a workaholic. You know, speaking with Tim Manor, I, I spoke to Timmy and he said, oh, I had a 4am workout with Michael Maguire this morning. They, they shared a, a lonely gym in Canberra. Mm. In the early hours of the morning, such is his work ethic. And if Michael Maguire says to me, Matty, I can do both and I can do both well and I can do both to the best of my ability, that's good enough for me, really. I, I, I don't know what the argument is to say, hang on, you've got to leave one or the other. I, I don't understand it. Yeah, and likewise, ago, well, at the end of the year, he could be coaching against some of his Blues players. Well, well, so be it. I mean, we've had that historically when club coaches have coached the Blues side, and I'm not sure it's in any way, shape, or form detracted from the spectacle that is Origin. Of course, silly season, November 1 has, has passed, and there are players on the market. Yeah, Jerome Luai, of course, a big one. You know, Shane Flanagan's come out and said, you know, we're very interested in, in Joey Manu and Tom Dearden and, and Helam Lukey. They've just signed um, Eisenhuth as well. But uh, Ezra Mam, the other one, we know it's Matt, due for a massive pay upgrade. Now, no big surprise, Wayne Bennett, the Dolphins have raised their interest in the Broncos 5-8. Yeah, write your own ticket. If you're in the halves and you're off contract um, at the end of this year, uh, you will have a long line yep. of suitors before you. Uh, just before we leave Michael McGuire, I was just thinking, you know, Rugby league is, is full of conflicts of interests and uh, hypocrisies. Uh, there's no, I just, the more I think about it, I, I've got no doubt he can do both. But, hmm. but back to Ezra Mam and Jerome Luai and others. Yeah, if you're a half with some form on the board, write your own ticket. And um, that's something the game, I suppose, needs to look at going forward. Well, how are we going to create more halves? But Ezra Mam, yeah, obviously, if he goes to uh, the Dolphins and, and Wayne Bennett, he stays... In Queensland, it's been a rapid rise for Ezra Mam, hasn't it? Uh, topped off with that grand final yeah. hat trick. And I expect to pick up papers and, and look online and listen to radio and watch television and hear any number of clubs linked with him before the deal is done. 
I bet a St. George Illawarra fan like you, Julian, would love to see him parachute into the Red Sea. Oh, well, you know, I'm not sure it's going to happen. It would take a lot to prize him away from Brisbane, as it would take a lot to prize Luai away from, from Penrith, of course, and Marty from the Roosters, for that matter. But you never say never. You know, you're right. You know, he's a star on the rise. He's only going to get better. And you're absolutely, you're 100% correct. You know, high-quality halves, top-shell halves are, are a rare commodity in this game at the moment. And they absolutely can write their own ticket. One more very quickly, Matty, before we let you go. Now, at Rugby League, we talked about PVL. We mentioned Vegas. No pads, no helmets. Did you like this promotion? I did. I, I really. It's got to be. It's got to be something that's going to appeal to the US market. And I thought it was simple. I thought it was concise. I thought it showcased the game. Okay, there were a few hits maybe in the advertising uh, campaign that wouldn't be sanctioned by the judiciary. Who cares? As long as, who cares? As long as it helps sell the game in the US. Uh, yes, it might be a bit hypocritical, but again, the game has been built on that. So. Don't get too head up. Don't 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 look for a reason to get enraged. Just enjoy the advertising campaign, and and it's going to be quite the the week, maybe the fortnight in Vegas, isn't it? Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how it unfolds. I'm looking forward to seeing how the teams who go to Vegas then back mm. up in the next few weeks of the competition. I know they're going to play each other. The draw has been structured around uh, helping them return to Australia and, and integrate back into the competition, but. Uh, it's it's a risk, yes, but if you don't take risks, you won't gain anything. And, and I think it's great that the game has done that. And uh, I can't wait. It, it, the, the, it's funny, we're still wrapping up 2023 by going to the Fox the Fox League Christmas party, or the, the NRL Tonight Christmas party, but 2024 will be here in, in no time. And it will be another marathon season, what's starting second week in February, right through until the back end of October by the end of the Pacific Championship. So there'll be no shortage of rugby league. All I can say is, Julian, just enjoy this short off-season because we'll be back and we'll be back to Vegas in no time at all. Yep, they're getting shorter, absolutely. Enjoy the Christmas party and uh, let me know who spends 10 in the bin. I, I just I hope that Spud doesn't spend 10 in the in the harbour. That's all I hope. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Uh, thank you for your time this afternoon, as always, Matty. See you, mate. There he is, Matt Russell from Fox Sports.